0: Passed your six laugh test or what?
1: It did. I laughed. I laughed. Uh, did I laugh out loud? Mm, I don't know. I I don't think of it really as a comedy, so no. it's okay.
0: It's yeah. It's 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 more of a chuckles movie. It's it's more of a dramedy. Yeah, a melancholy. It's like uh, Jim Carrey and the Majestic. I laugh some, but it's not the point, so yeah, it's yeah. okay. Okay, I was just curious. See, yeah, that's a good point, though. I think the distinction we should get out of the way up top is definitely not that this is a comedy. I, right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. I, it's they, not a At times, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, you know,
1: I w- I want to do heroin to Coldplay or whatever. Yeah, uh, that was really Radiohead. fun. Radiohead, Radiohead.
0: Yeah, really funny. No, same man. That that whole sequence is great. The stuff at Friendlies <laughs> is some of the best stuff I've ever seen in a movie. Honestly, I mm-hmm. love that whole sequence.
1: Yeah, Friendlies, which is Fridays, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: even even the appearance of one T J Miller can't ruin how good that sequence is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good
2: bit. It's it's pretty silly and it's. I, don't fun. Know. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty whip smart with its comedy.
0: I think what it hits. I think it's got it a lot
2: of dry bits too. Uh, I love all the stuff
0: with uh, William Peterson, uh, too. Um, G- Gil from CSI,
2: the original. Oh, right on. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's his doodle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was sure That's who that was. Okay. Yeah.
0: What's his name? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Red uh, Manhunter. Uh, dragon. Oh, he's uh, Will Graham. Will Graham. There we go. I was trying to think of, of that character name. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's all kinds of fun cameos in this. Yeah,
2: this is one of those fun ones. It's got like a bunch of people who weren't famous at the time, or were just kind of getting famous. Because mm-hmm. you had a uh, Britta. I can't yeah, remember. Gillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. T.J. Miller hadn't done Silicon Valley yet. I don't yeah. think at that point. Nope so
0: yeah some some definite uh, uh amy schumer yeah schumer really early is yeah. it but is inside amy schumer i mean, it's on probably right it's, around
2: the same time right right as yeah it has to be because I, I mean think that and, here i mean Patton oswald's, oswald's are, kind of a also yeah. Yeah. Established. yeah yeah
0: but, but well in um cordry uh well in connie Britton yeah, too plays, Con- yeah, yeah exactly Br- yeah Co- cordry and connie Britton. yeah it's it's kind of full of like b and b yeah. plus tier actors which yeah. is really i really like that
2: that kind of casting it's always fun to see
0: yeah i did too well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Good Trash
1: Honorcast. We gather around a table, we discuss the films you'll never discuss in a film space course. This week's film is Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. There's a lot of words. There mm. are.
0: Long uh, title. Uh, a film that was brand new when we started this show and is now 10 years old. And wow. is now old because we
1: are 10 years old. Yeah. Almost.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. We've
0: we've seen our system's uh response to mass uh <laughs> tragedy or mass catastrophe in in real time, <laughs> which we <laughs> hadn't really got to see in twenty twelve. It, it has become a thing. Uh but I am still Dustin.
2: I'm still
1: Arthur. I remain Dalton. And we are here to do some analysis of this film, which is going to be uh
0: spoiler filled, but we're gonna avoid spoilers for the first part of it. So we will not tell you whether the world ends or not. The name of the movie is Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. <laughs> So you
1: may have an idea, but we're not going to say for the first little bit of the show. What we're going to do for the first little bit of the show is a uh, synopsis, which will be spoiler free. Then we'll do thumbs up, thumbs down reviews, which will be spoiler gentle. OK, and then we'll move on to a little exercise called expanding the syllabus in which we may or may not spoil some portions of the film, but not the significant portions uh, and more likely to uh Spoil some of the uh, significant portions of other films in its orbit. And then we move on to business, and that business is analysis. There'll be music to let you know that we've gotten down to business, and you'll be warned at that point that all spoiler bets are off. So, without any further ado, Dr. Reverend Bishop Arthur Gordon, if you would delight us, please.
2: Surgeon General. (laughs) Surgeon General. With three weeks remaining until the end of the world, Dodge's wife leaves him behind and his friends are partying it up, but he's still seeking more. When his neighbor winds up on his fire escape and looters at his door, Dodge decides to get out of Dodge <laughs> and find the woman he loves. <laughs> oh my! He, he does get out of
0: Dodge. He does get out of Dodge. Boomer nicknames. Yeah, that's that's a that's a name you get named if you were born in the '60s for yeah, sure. That's that's a that's a boomer nickname. Uh, that's, his name. that's his name. I think we see some legal yeah, papers that's at some point. That's Dodge. His name. Dodge. Yeah. Not not like short for Roger. No, no that's Dodge. Yeah, he's yeah. Dodge. He is, they show legal papers. Dodrick, his license or something. Dodrick status law. <laughs> I like Dodgerick. That's good. Uh, <laughs> who hadn't seen this movie before? I had never seen it. We you saw this in theaters? Yeah.
2: I don't know if I saw it in theaters, but I saw it pretty early. I gotcha. mean
0: well then a rare circumstance, you get to go first this week. Well
1: then I will. Um in thumbs up, thumbs down review, I have to say it's pleasant. It is delightful movie watching. It is a good time well spent thinking about the various relationships of Karen Nightingly and Steve Carell. And, uh, I mean, they're they're two very, very charismatic people on screen in a circumstance and situation which could be quite dire, but it was treated with uh, a little bit of lightness and a bit of heart. Uh, Martin Sheen shows up, and yes, uh, uh, just always yes to the Martin of the Sheen. And so I enjoy that. Uh, But, yeah, uh, the funny bits are funny. Uh, They are silly. Uh, As we were saying a little bit as we were doing our banter before the show began, it is comedic, but it's not a comedy. And I think that's okay. And so it's just a story of one person who is not doing the end of the world, end run kind of thing that a lot of people do, which is he's neither trying to save the world, nor is he trying to get even, nor is he trying to have some sort of hedonistic blast out uh, before all is said and done. It's just simply a person who's just trying to be a person in the last moments he has alive. And so it's, um, it's suburban dystopia. I think, would be a genre for it. Well, oh, he definitely never live in the city. Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, he, he does live in the city, but I'm just saying his or upper-middle-class dystopia might be a better, okay. better way to say it. It is dystopia of the sort of means. It, there is no uh, real sort of consequences of a breakdown of the supply chain. There is no real shortages. Not it, that kind of movie. No, not that kind of I mean, there, there's a plane, and the plane has gas. This would be a problem most of the time in most of these other types of films, right? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, and that's not too big of a spoiler I think to say there. So, uh yeah, uh for what it is, I think it's a, it, it it is light. It is airy, it is f- fun uh is not particularly meaty but we'll have some things to say i think about it but uh as far as a, a good date movie or a good just because movie a warm hug of a movie it's all of those things and so i'm not mad about it at all i can't say uh blew my hair back in any way um anyway really but i am i had a good time so i liked it quite a bit uh what say you dalton uh thumbs up thumbs down review
0: well i uh Saw this movie in theaters, and I'd seen it at least once again since then. Uh, in theaters, I was over the moon for this movie. I thought this movie was absolutely cash money when it came out. Uh, I couldn't believe how bad it did at the box office, really. I mean, it didn't make its money back at all, mm. and I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was really stunned. I, I went over the moon for this movie. Um, Ten years later, I'm still pretty into it. Uh, I'm with you. I think this is a, a, a pretty pretty smart, uh, well depicted story of of people and humans doing human things right it 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 sees the movie moment that is happening and responds to it by being about the end of the world you know this is a trend that predates superheroes it goes back to the mid to late 90s so this is a movie it's
1: much more armageddon than it is avengers yeah exactly
0: but it but it still it still sees this end of the world impulse in hollywood filmmaking and responds to it and i think it does so really smartly um i can't get over the leads on this watch, I bought it more the the previous times I'd watched this, and maybe it's because Kira Knightley's got buckets of charisma, and Steve Carell's got like very specific charisma, uh, which is to say he has less. It's just different. But for whatever reason, these two don't work for me anymore, and I don't think that's too big of a spoiler to say that the movie makes two people end up together. Sorry, maybe a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, we'll, it's a Hollywood movie. Yeah, exactly. We'll crack that open to what that means more when we get down to business. But like, I'm just I don't fully buy these two for whatever reason on this go around. And maybe when we explore uh, our themes a little bit, maybe we'll we'll get into why um, it's not the age difference. I think the age difference is kind of crucial to the film, honestly. Uh, because they are supposed to be an, a sort of unlikely pairing. Um, but for whatever reason, these two just don't work for me the way they once did. That said, you know, as you said, you chuckle when you're supposed to chuckle, Dustin, but you, more importantly, I think you cry when you're supposed to cry. I think the like the heartstrings moments of this movie like all land really well, and a lot of that's got to do with Kira Knightley, you got a lot of star wattage there, and uh, she's hitting. It's it's just fun to see her in a contemporary setting. She's not having to wear a petticoat or any of that nonsense. <laughs> she's
2: not jumping off ships yeah. or living yeah. in castles, yeah. yeah, precisely. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, the fewer World the fewer War Two the better for
0: her.
1: Yes. Whoa. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. All well, <laughs> right. I meant for setting. <laughs> she could be in a modern film in a corset, I guess, and that'd be all right.
0: Well, then you know nobody has to do anything they don't want to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, Gosh. I think this movie's funny more often than not though you know the jokes pretty yeah. much land for me um I, I chuckle more than i laugh out loud but i, I like what everything that everybody's doing pat oswald's doing a lot really gross character that he gets to be i think that's fun uh we, we already talked about like this really spectacular kind of ensemble that uh periphery or, uh, surrounds the periphery of this movie um but uh, i i think at the end of the day the, the truest test of this movie is uh it's a comedy about the end of the world and tonal shifts therefore like become a priority. And this movie like does navigate that aspect of its filmmaking very well, uh, as from both a writing and directing standpoint, Lorene Scavaria, like great job gets the movie up on screen and does the hard job of like making those tonal shifts work. And, uh, I think with another couple million dollars, this movie could have really, uh, sung, uh, you can tell that, uh, the studio didn't want to make it, you know, they don't make studio movies with $10 million budgets very often. So you get you even it's it sounded like the production of this was kind of a uh, within the studio system and yet had to have those indie go get it bootstraps because uh, the studio didn't really support him that much uh, other than they had some names attached, which is about the only way you can get anything made. It sounds like so I I find the the story around this movie really interesting and maybe even more so than the movie itself, unfortunately, because I think uh the our the, our writer director here will go on to do better work in a couple of years on hustlers so again i'm 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 mixed to positive on this one i guess arthur uh where are you
2: uh i'm probably warmer on it than either of you but not by much i i, I agree with everything you say though i mean it it is just a very warm endearing movie yeah uh, i i think the comedy works great i think it's really easy to undersell how talented scafaria is here threading that needle of tone and, mm-hmm. and making it just so fluid um yeah it's it's easier for me to be like oh hustlers is like so much more visually
0: flashy and it so is so it's, it's like yeah. much
2: more like direct pizzazzy yeah, yeah, yeah
0: it's d- capital d directing but you're right this it's is more directed it, it's under it's easy to undersell like what is and the, the editing
2: i think too yeah and it's, i mean those are the kind of staples of that classical style to mm-hmm. become invisible to the eye it is to still be wrapped up in style, that style yeah uh, the story, and I think there is something to that um and I think it just kind of is a foreshadowing of what she would go on to do uh with hustlers and and the talent that she has um I like it a lot uh, great soundtrack we have not mentioned that it 's got a, some some great needle sure. drops uh through um the the ongoing bit of her carrying her records everywhere that they go uh, is a hoot uh and we get to hear some of those records uh throughout um, I, I I like you know like i mean yeah i don 't know that i 'd have much else to say that you two haven't already covered. I like the cast. I like the, the I like that it does a lot with a little, I think that's always uh, a good thing. Um, I like Martin Sheen showing up. Yes. Uh, he's, he's warm and cozy, uh, as well. Uh, I, I love Steve Carell anyway. He's kind of doing Michael Scott without the, the peacock confidence of Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just the sad sack. That is Michael. Scott. Oh, sad sack is
0: exactly it to a T, man.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it just navigates everything about this really well in really interesting ways. I, I, it's one I could watch just about any time of day, just throw it on, watch it, uh, and enjoy it. I would laugh. Uh, I'd probably pick up on some of the uh, jokes a little more because there are some very dry jokes here. Uh, the, the bit uh, and the kind of final act where the newscaster signs off, puts up the doomsday clock, and then... Reminds everybody that just they like savings time is coming up. <laughs> so, <laughs> such a good joke that you can easily miss.
1: They're gonna steal an hour from these people. They, yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> the asteroid's getting there a week early, and it's daylight saving. Like it's yeah, oh, it's so good. It's so, I mean, it's the same as it. Like it. It in starts on a similar joke too. Where it's will be bringing you up to date into the world coverage and all your classic rock hits. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. That's a great. I opening. think,
2: uh, And it does what the, I think the great kind of zombie dystopian stuff does is it doesn't really get into the why. Yeah. That's not important. Yeah. It's how these things are bringing people together, pulling them apart uh, and gets to kind of play in that. And I think this idea of the way in which impending death is both liberating, but also imprisoning uh, to a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting playground to be in so
1: yeah that and the the sort of uh hinted at failed movie that we didn't get the failed armageddon that we yeah. don't get to see, like that's the first scene is how Armageddon yeah. didn't work. Uh, Bruce Willis
0: blew up the rocket before
1: well, they got we've there. Got the movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. We, yeah, yeah. We the, got the other movie. The program didn't work. Yeah, we yeah. got
0: the other movie. We don't get to see of Rob Corddry and Connie Britton like growing to hate each other more and more. The <laughs> yeah. Domestic drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. well, yeah that, that that that's that's sadder movie. Their yeah. kids drinking more and more, right. <laughs> presumably. Yeah, there's a ignore the burn. Ignore the burn. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a lot of interesting movies. <laughs> Daddy's going to teach you yeah. how to drink. Yeah, yeah. 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 This movie has other movies in it. In a way that's really interesting. Yeah, uh, that's sort of a vignette structure that's fun. So, anyway, yeah. I
2: enjoy it. uh I, You know, it's not greatest of all time kind of thing, but uh, I think it's just really solid. And I, I I would take a bunch of really solid movies over two to three masterpieces a year. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, there you go, dear listener. Those were our thoughts, generally pro regarding uh seeking a friend for the end of the world. We're now going to move on to the next part of our show, in which we. Do a little exercise we like to call Expanding the
0: Syllabus. Dalton, can you explain what Expanding the Syllabus is all about? I sure can, even though you did that annoying thing you do where you were looking at Arthur, but spoke to me. You should know by now. <laughs> I know. He does it every week. I, I fools me. <laughs> time time and again. Trixie and time false. Time and again. Well, speaking of Trixie and false things, we're about to make up some <laughs> classes for you. Uh, and not social classes, but academic ones. Uh, we're now delivering on the promise of this show. We are going to talk about uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World... In an academic context, uh, even though it's the type of movie you probably wouldn't cover in a film studies course. So each of us has assembled uh, a academic, academic... What's the word I'm looking for? Academic, uh, I no, think. No, the thing that you... Pedagogical? Jesus. Oh. A syllabus. Oh, yeah. Each of us has created a syllabus... Oh, the to, name of the game. ...that uses this... I know. <laughs> each of us has created a syllabus that uses this movie... Learning plan. And other... Thi- there we go. And other <laughs> films in its orbit... Uh maybe even some articles, other other things like that. And we're we're all gonna go around the table now and try to lay that out.
1: Oh that sounds like a good plan. Thanks for that, Dalton. Um Arthur, what does your syllabus look like?
2: Podcasting educational standards. Uh we have to meet those standards you're, each week. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, we have public broadcasting requirements and yeah.
2: I think and, I would do uh, the dystopian road movie uh is is what I would look at with this. Nice. Uh and, and the kind of the different ways you can play that and approach that. Um so I would probably start with Cormac McCarthy and the road. Sure. I think is a good spot and it's in the title. Um, And it's uh, that kind of very postmodern work as well. And you got a book and a movie to work with. I, I think I would just do the, mo- the book. Okay. I wanted to go with the book and I'd also do bird box, the book. Interesting. Because bird box, the book spends a lot more time on the actual road, mm-hmm. quote unquote road journey river of those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. River roading. Um, <laughs> But there I think we have two much more uh primal tales of this and, and very very much more into the actual post apocalyptic. I think seeing the F- friend for the end of the world is much more of a pre apocalyptic event mm-hmm. because we haven't quite hit the apocalypse and we don't know what's gonna happen post apocalypse.
0: I think nothing. Nothing at all will happen after. I don't know. Maybe. Uh that lieutenant Sykes, what's his name? Sykes? No, that's not. Nah, no, he's dead. No, nah, I think they're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, he's toast. 11 inches of titanium. <laughs> I think they're fine. Ain't nothing left but cockroaches, man. <laughs>
2: um And Willie Nelson. Yeah. And some Twinkies. And Uh, and Willie Nelson's wretches. Speaking of Twinkies, my next movie would be Zombieland. Nice. Obviously. Which uh, gives us the comedy aspect of this and a lot of that uh, kind of romantic comedy uh, vibe as well, which uh, is imbued here in Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. And we're going to talk about zombie rom-coms. We also have to talk about Shaun of the Dead, uh, which is a much shorter uh, road journey as they're just trying to get to the Winchester and wait for this to blow over. Um,
1: Well, they got to get Barbara first. Yeah. And then the Winchester. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, there's two trips. That sounds like a slice of fried gold to me, baby. (laughs) Um, Beyond that, we'd probably watch Dawn of the Deads uh, and talk about those uh, and uh, getting to a destination. Uh, From there, I'd probably talk about uh, To Get Away from Zombies, Children of Men, um, Mm. which really does kind of get this... uh, Big time red movie. Yeah, and gets a lot of different characters with different uh, kind of interests going and much more uh, episodic and... Going to see this person, going to see this person, going to do this thing uh, as we go through it. Um, I would also probably do a Quiet Place part two, uh, which has a similar approach as uh, one of the uh, survivors in the family has to uh, go out into the world and is uh, joined by Killian Murphy. And as we talked about in Tron Legacy, everything's better with more Killian Murphy, yep, uh, including undoubtedly. the a Quiet Place uh, franchise. Uh, and, and then finally, just because this is more of a narrative beat thing, I think, uh, I'd probably go with Casablanca because of the ending uh, and the kind of arc of the, the story here. The of, beginning
1: of the beautiful friendship in the face of...
2: Well, that yeah. getting to a plane.
1: Oh, right on. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, probably a more interesting ending in Casablanca mm-hmm. and what that looks like. But yeah, I think friendship and, and relationships as well uh, are part of that. And so uh, that would be kind of more of a non sequitur pool just because I think uh, as I was watching this here, I, I thought a bit about Casablanca uh, because of that kind of. The whole story of
0: transit. Yeah, yeah. Blah, yeah. So,
2: uh, well, anyway.
0: Still, there's a certain end of the world sort of thing going on with the uh, World War II happening.
2: <laughs> very fair. Conrad Veidt is a harbinger. There you go. Anyway, that's what I got for you. Post-apocalyptic road movies. Very cool, very cool. What does your syllabus look like, Dalton?
0: We've got the end of the world comedy for you, of course. What else would I bring but the finest of samplings of jokes and hoo-hahs about uh, the end times? Uh, I think there's a, little, a weird... Weirdly large number of these, as Arthur's already pointed out, that he's got quite a few on his list. Uh, that skew comedy, and uh, there there is no shortage of into the world comedies. Uh, as much as we love blowing this planet up in, in film, we also like to laugh about it pretty often. Uh, so I think there's a lot of good options to work with. Of course, uh, you got *Strangelove*. Uh, sort of the big E on the eye chart here. Um, it's, it's got lots to work with in terms of, you know, theme, uh, ideas, tone, all, all of these things that it does. It, it's There's a lot of uh, fertile ground to work with there. Um, I'd also would look at a contemporary of this film, This Is The End. Do you see this one, Dustin? This seems... Like a movie, you might you'd either love it or hate it. I, I can't tell. But I don't think I saw it. It's got Seth Rogen and his all of his cohorts playing themselves. I nope. am remembering. Oh,
1: okay, I, I know what it is. Unfortunately,
0: but no. it's got Franco in it, which I had kind of forgotten about. But uh, what are you going to do? He was everywhere for a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think it's a funny movie. I haven't seen it saw in theaters, but uh, it's bananas and re- works really well as a as a Hollywood celebrity satire. Uh, just using sort of b-list actors uh and uh their concerns during a biblical apocalypse is uh really funny stuff uh, good movie uh, we would also look at the world's end arthur got uh, an- another cornetto entry on his list uh but uh we're gonna do the world's end which is uh it ends with an end of the world. Uh, there is a, a post-apocalypse alluded to at the end of that movie, which I think is fun. I think uh, uh, it's fun that those uh, Edgar Wright and Nick Frost and Simon Pegg started their uh, their foray into movies together with a crisis averted into the world movie and closed it out with a big time into the world, which I think is very fun. Uh, but that movie's got a lot going on as far as using this alien invasion, this body snatchers type thing as a backdrop for... Both se- self authenticity to self, but also sort of the need to change and the need to grow and the need to stop being authentic sometimes and start doing something different. And so it's got a lot going on there that I think would be useful. Uh, we've got the much maligned, uh, don't look up on here, uh, which I oh, think is
2: maligned. Yeah, a lot of people don't like this movie, and I, oh, I think it's fine.
0: I think I, I laugh, it's fine.
2: Um, yeah, yeah I, critics were real cool on it, but audiences loved it. That
0: seems to be... I've, I've talked to some regular folk who were pretty cool on it, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the 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 movie Twitter react... The t- movie Twitter... Uh, yeah, film Twitter wasn't film, a fan. Thank you. I couldn't think of the words film Twitter. God, I'm having a rough one today. It's a bit better than okay. I think there's Quite enough, a bit better there's than enough okay. meat on the bone. And if, if nothing else, you get to talk about how rich people feel the need to make everything about themselves by making movies about climate change that are, you know, not really about climate change, but... I don't know. Uh, It is just about the pandemic, really. Correct. There's a lot that that movie is about. So again, there's there, there, uh, not the least of which just Adam McKay's pivot to trying to be serious, which I I think is fun to see him kind of trying to have a foot in both lanes. Mm -hmm. Him doing his his serious shtick, but kind of taking a step back towards comedy, um, but doing the Doctor Strange love model. Honestly, we'd probably look at those movies back to back, because I think there's a lot to, to go... You know, hand in hand with those two, as far as big satires of their day, uh, I just want to pair seeking a friend uh, for the end of the world with uh, with inside. I know we mentioned inside a couple of weeks ago, but I like the idea. Lorraine uh, Scafaria and Bo Burnham are a couple. Yeah, and I like the idea of teaching both of their works. I think that would be fun. Uh, and again, inside is definitely about an end of an ending to a, an era uh, and living through, it, which I think is interesting. And maybe we'd make time for Dogma, another biblical apocalypse movie. I think there's definitely a lot of meat on the bone there. I mean, we did a whole episode about it. Uh, last, we might take a look at this movie, Save Yourselves from last year, year before last. Uh, it's, it's a uh, millennials take a road trip to get off their phones. And of course the one minute they put down their phones, the world ends. And, oh, uh, right. Alien invasion happens. And they don't uh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun movie. It's cute. It's got a great cast. Um, uh, Super solid, uh, little indie joint uh, from a couple of years ago that I think has a lot of generational satire uh, going on. That's really fun, uh, but also just you know really charming movie. And I think all of these we 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 be able to look at, compare, contrast, and kind of look at the different ways in which we we have a laugh about the end of the world because I think uh, all of these movies approach that very differently. Dustin, what kind of class are you going to teach? Here,
1: So I don't know what class would fit in. I mean, I'm teaching film and theology this semester, and uh, so you might be thinking about just the questions of society and how it organizes itself and based on expectations. And so I I really would want to do a module in some course uh, that would deal with the idea of societal breakdowns. Uh, So the basic structures and institutions are now defunct. Mm -hmm. What do we then do? Mm -hmm. Uh, We begin by reading... Or the flies
0: Okay
2: Nice
1: Uh, Because again We have these You know Boys shipwrecked On an island And they immediately Form this sort of You know Very very uh, Patriarchal Violent Uh Masculine society, no, and
0: you can look at the ways in which real life has shown that that's not really what happens when, when children get stranded together. Right? right? They actually right. cooperate, and yeah, there's people a lot of, do yeah. tend
1: to get along more often than that. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, that's where I think it's a it's a good pair with uh, seeking a friend because seeking the friend is sort of a gentle sort of version of the end of the world. Like, oh, we're just going to get together and hold hands. And I mean, with the exception of the rioters, which are barely seen in the film and are edited in such a way that since they are mostly off screen, the violence and the peril of that particular Sequence really doesn't work for me. Certainly
0: feels it like a budgetary constraint. Yeah.
1: You know, it's just like, okay, well, we just got to get out of here and just go. And then there, I never felt for a moment like, oh no, they're about to die. And, or worse things are yeah. about to happen to them. It's just like, okay, there's kind of a noise back in the background. Let's get away from the rumble. And off we go. So it's very peaceful in that sense. Uh, but then I think we would also take a look at uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, specifically uh, the idea of. Running amok in the uh, shopping mall, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nocturama is another movie that kind of does a similar kind of thing with uh, thieves who are sort of trapped in a mall as a French film. uh, That does a similar kind of idea there. And so, but, you know, just thinking about, okay, we can sort of do whatever we want. There are no regulations right now as Mm -hmm. to how we go about behaving in a mall. And so all the things are ours. How do we then behave? And zombie films, you know, sort of have that whole, uh, the, the line from The Stand comes to mind. Everything in the world is just there waiting for you to pick it up. And so that's where they are. Well, how do you act if everything in the world is just there waiting for you to pick it up?
0: Ooh, this is making me think of uh, the Cancel Before It's Time Fox show, uh, Last Man on Earth, which, of course, there's plenty of people besides uh, Will Forte end up being alive. But it very much is about, like, what if everything's just there? Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, you can... Keep drive your
1: Mercedes or whatever. Into the White House. In the White House, because, I mean, who's going to stop you? Yeah. So those kinds of, you know, social restraints uh, there in place. And Mm -hmm. then the last film I think I'd look at is The Purge. Nice. What if there were no laws at all for one night? What would you do? Right. Uh, Because I do think the film's primary question is, if we knew we were all going to die in a month...
0: What we do. That is definitely the primary question in this film for
1: sure. So, which I mean, you know, Pat Doswell has a line about bucket lists and heroin. Sure. Um, which is not on my bucket list. Uh, no, yeah, I think I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need it. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, this is sort of the thing about bucket lists, but also what do you want to be doing what would you want your you know your last moments or weeks to be how would you like to spend them and sort of raising those kinds of questions as well and so the 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 timeline thing there uh is very very crucial to this film but the purge is just this idea of like okay this one day where all vendettas and all vengeances and all whatever id that you want to let out you can get out and so it just sort of goes hard into that sort of hedonist route
0: or violence route I'm trying oh. to remember anarchy is the second one that's the that one that i feel like really kind of Uh, delivers on that promise, too, of, of that idea. I actually have never seen any of them all the way through. Um, I haven't seen the first one, but I've seen, I haven't seen the most recent one, but I've seen everything else, two, three, and four. Um, I think all Make of Make the are, purge great again? Uh, yeah, that's election year. That, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. that's, uh, that's the purge election year, and then there's the purge, the first purge, uh, which is four, which is pretty good. Is it prequel, truly? It's, yeah, it's the first purge. Yeah. Okay. It's about how, of course, it would happen to Staten Island, and, uh, you know, oh, the, yeah. poor uh, community. Uh, 100%. Or, of course, poor communities would be targeted by the first purge. Checks purge. out. Yeah. The good movies, honestly. <laughs>
1: so uh, there you go, dear listener. That's what my syllabus would look like. And again, I would, I would sort that as a module somewhere. I don't know quite where it fits, but in some sort of sociology uh, and film class or maybe a theology and film class, although I don't know that the theological handle is quite as strong there. Uh, but something along those lines uh, is where I'd end up sticking it. So without any further ado, though, I believe it's now time to get down to business. <laughs>
0: the world ends right on a tight close-up of cure knightley and uh she makes she makes you cry or she doesn't make you cry if, if the movie doesn't i mean work i didn't you. cry but i i was moved uh i got a lump in my throat i got yeah. i got misty i cried hard the first time i saw this movie yeah. uh but i still it still worked on me really yeah. well yeah so the move the, the world ends yeah yeah not pretty with high a bang con- but with a whimper pretty high concept rom-com it's in the title they they, yeah. hey, they told you it was gonna happen so I guess the
1: question I want to ask, before we even get into like proper proper analysis, is we have a month to live. What are we doing? I'm just, you know, the movie sort of pauses the question. I don't think you've done your job watching the movie if you didn't think, well, I would go and stay and... Would you still go to the gym?
2: I don't go to the gym now. The end of the world's not going to make me go.
0: Yeah, no, I have a hard would time you, Would you Would you still watch movies? I would probably spend at least a day making a list of all the movies I needed to make sure I watched,
2: and then he wouldn't watch any of them.
0: Yeah, I'd probably just watch <laughs> Predator and Prey a hundred times each. No, no, I, I, I think I think I would be like, all right, we got a month. Uh, let's let's get uh, you know thirty hours worth of stuff down, and you know make sure we can get to get all of it watched.
2: I'm a routine guy, so I'd, I'd, I'd probably just do the thing. Just go to work and yeah, yeah. I'd probably hit a couple into the
0: world parties yeah 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 just a couple
2: i'm tired and old
0: uh, also totally fair though i can't uh, say i'm gonna you know be going to the friendlies every night i think it's also because <laughs> i'm so
2: introverted that you know the world's not gonna make me come out of my <laughs> shell for social situations <laughs>
0: fair enough i i'm extroverted and i would, would
1: i
2: loot something i don't know maybe
1: i think i would have barbecues at my
0: house as many days as i could see that sounds lovely
2: I would I'd probably have a falling those. down moment where I just get an old rusted up metal truck and just go to town on a bunch of people who can't drive well.
0: Yeah, kill dozer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't kill anybody, but I'd be very, very do a lot of property damage. To yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so are I would you double parked. Let me fix there, that for you. I think
0: I might take take uh, <laughs> take a day with you on that one. Uh, I think some property damage is one of the things I'll absolutely be getting up to because yeah. who gonna stop me?
2: I'm going to take a baseball bat to all those mailboxes. I you know, the so think they're too good for Cops me.
0: are quitting the first day. I do like the except idea Except for Wally. <laughs> except for Wally. I love the idea that we have one cop at the end of the world who cannot, abide, cannot abide a traffic violation. Well, he's got to keep his quotas up. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's harder to do, so... Because traffic's probably less. I love it. Would traffic be... L-
0: I don't even know. No, traffic would be nuts. Would there be Getting just, out of the
2: city. Yeah. Yeah. Would there for, be
0: like a, a huge bit. traffic jam leading to the Grand Canyon? I think they make a joke in the movie about how there's like a traffic jam to nowhere, right? And they're uh, a, a, a like kind of throwaway line about so. that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that, that. Yeah. Maybe to national parks or something. I could yeah. see that. But I, I could see, yeah, just mass traffic jams, people just trying to go anywhere. Yeah. There would just be bodies moving constantly mm-hmm. for the rest of. The time that we had left, probably. Yeah, I think it would absolutely be pandemonium at some level. Because uh, people lose their minds. Yeah, they absolutely do. To- toilet paper shortages. Come on. Like, yeah. People go crazy right away. I mean, I, I think... The and other, then it cools down.
1: The other thing I would do, you know, I talk about barbecuing a lot, and it, it is culinary related. I would be getting on one of the cooking shows and learning how to make all those dishes and just hitting up the grocery store and like, mm, okay, this I is... Like that. This is how you make this particular kind yeah. of strange fish, whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, just... I dig that. Spent a lot of time in the kitchen with my kids.
0: Yeah.
2: That's what I would want to do. That's it.
0: I don't have children, so...
2: Yeah. What yeah. about the cats? Would you let them go, or would you... Try um, to... I'd, with a I note mean, that
0: says sorry? They both, like, pretty much, yeah, you know, stick around because they choose to anyway. They could They could both leave at any time if they wanted. I, I think they're good. Um, They're not going to have to eat me, which is nice. Uh, that's I appreciate of, that It's part of the deal When you yeah. have a predator In your home Is you made an agreement That it's gonna eat Your corpse if you die
1: What do we do On the last day?
0: That's probably The quiet day right? Is it like I The melancholia
1: thing You know where uh, You know Charlotte Gainsborough Wants to be on the veranda Drinking a glass of wine Watching the planet come in
0: Yeah I might be Charlotte Gainsborough Actually at the end Of melancholia Yeah That
2: Just watch and wait baby
0: Yeah I think I wanna see it coming Yeah I think I kinda want Yeah
2: I think I want to look it in the eye. I'm a big watch the needle into my arm kind of guy. So not really? me. Yeah, no,
0: I can't. I can't look at it. Ooh, ooh. It's made me feel gross just to hear you say that. Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I got blood work done this weekend. Oh, watch and I'm the not tattoo. Thinking about a needle
0: in my arm. Oh, I bet you do. Watch the tattoo. You freak. You love it too. <laughs> Would you get any more tattoos?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, like in yeah. The, I mean, maybe. I'm sure
0: a lot of they're going to be going. Uh, you know, giving them out like they're hotcakes probably. No, no. No. Plenty into the world. Oh, why not? Everything. That's how yeah. we yeah. Um
2: What's the tattoo you've always wanted to give? Right. What's yeah. the what's the one piece of art you've always wanted to design on a person's body?
0: Yeah. You're gonna Let's be a lot, a lot of people have yeah. in their you're you're getting a lot of overlapping and Venn diagramming bucket lists, right? Yeah. Which is sort of what we get in the friendly sequence, which is why I like it so much. I guess we get at the the house party, the 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 cordry and um Connie Britton right? Right. house party a little bit. Yeah. Um, we get these two different views of, of hedonism at the end of the world. And I, I don't know, I think they both seem pretty honest to me. Uh, I think there yeah. definitely will be that kind of hedonistic sort of oh, yeah. tendency Not there. everybody, but I definitely think a large chunk Pockets. of folks. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of folks will go that way. I can see myself having a foot in that world for sure. I probably, I know
1: what I'll end up doing. I'll probably instead of just opening up the front door of the church and doing a gazillion weddings
0: probably probably doing a lot of weddings just just yeah. come on in a lot into the world weddings sure yeah. well let's talk about the movie okay let's do well there's enough pontificating about i uh, you know, i just you about... know since there's not much meat on this particular boat sure so sure. um yeah, i think there's some some there we there. need to talk about the maid the bet the what the maid the maid yeah Elsa yeah. we haven't talked about elsa, elsa we need is to that talk... her name it is elsa right eliza mm-hmm. no son of a gun I don't, anyway, know what, I don't know what anybody's names are in this movie. Yeah, yeah. no. You're Steve Carell and You're Kurt famously bad at remembering character names. Penny I'm not and Dodge. Better. Penny and Dodge. Penny yeah. and Elsa. Dodge, yeah. It's Elsa. It is Elsa. You're right. So yeah, Elsa, Arthur's got an interesting interpretation of this character. Um, Dust and I are both kind of on the fence here. So Elsa keeps coming back to Mr. Dodge's house to keep cleaning and reminding him that he needs to get more windows. Uh, <laughs> get more windows. <laughs> windows is so funny. Windows <laughs> is such a funny like movie brand. <laughs> yeah. Right. Great stuff. Um, yeah, it's unclear if she is, like, totally oblivious or just keeping up her routine. And, uh, Dustin and I both feel like it's not a great portrayal of an immigrant, but I, I like your interpretation, Arthur, that, like, that her, her final see you next week is a, her her, her tacit acknowledgement of the end of the world.
2: Yeah. It's a quasi-goodbye. I think there are two things at work. I mean, we think, I think it's just an unfortunate casting. hmm We've got a. am uh, not sure if she's... Mexican-American or Spanish or, you know, I don't yeah, know. Latinx care, yeah, Latinx uh, person of some sort. Who is the possibly, you know, poor poor English maid. It's yeah. just very stereotypical yeah. casting, but pretty common in late aughts, early uh, 2010s?
0: Yeah, people who've got housekeepers have. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, migrants. I just,
2: I always read it as she she's very aware of what's happening. I mean, you'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind to you know
0: yeah and i i don't know if it's because mov- movies or do a, a bad job of communicating that somebody that doesn't speak english is not necessarily unintelligent uh hollywood movies i mean do a bad job of communicating, yeah. you know even without meaning to they yeah. can portray people in that way i think yeah. just by virtue of the fact that our movies are in english yeah. by and large so I, I I don't know it, I I agree that it's like a shortcoming of the screenplay that we're even having this conversation yeah that it's unclear because yeah we needed some kind of wink yeah whatever it was you know
1: I
2: think it's in that space between them
0: I agree I think it's there I I, I, I see I, as soon as you said that I was like I like that interpretation enough that I'm I'm choosing to see it in the movie because it yeah. it's such a humanistic film that it seems like a crazy misstep for for it to to whiff it that hard by yeah. having a this immigrant character is just totally oblivious to the end of the world. Like, it, it just makes them look stupid. So I'm with you. I like that reading because the film is uh, on everybody's side pretty much. Even, well, <laughs> the exception of, uh, I always want to call him Adrian Brody. Adam Brody. Adam Brody, thank you. Uh, Adam Brody's character it, it has pretty much derision he used for you it. as a human shield, Benny. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do love <laughs> that the movie just abandons him to the riot yeah. and you never find out what happened to him. Well, he joins the riot, doesn't he? It seems like he's going to be I, fine. He probably does. Yeah.
2: He's, he probably ends up leading the riot. He probably... Yeah,
0: he's a... Yeah. Sur- he's a yeah. He'll be all right. He's a survivor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Elsa, Elsa's kind of a mixed bag as far as a character goes. And yeah. I, I think, it, yeah, it's unclear if it's the writing, if it's the casting, if it's, you know, what what exactly is going on here. But I think the, the language barrier uh, at some level pre- prevents us from getting more there. Yeah. yeah. What do we think about the May-December aspect of this? Uh, it, you know, well-tread ground of young gal, old guy, in, in movies. I I, mean, I do like that it
1: doesn't do what typical rom-coms do, which is kind of just hide the fact that the actor is so much older than the actress. They and, acknowledge it. Yeah, they acknowledge yeah. that. And so that's, that, that, that works. But at the same time, I'm just looking at the years and whatnot. I, you cast Woody Allen instead of Steve Carell, and then we have a really, really icky, 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 icky...
0: Well, yeah. Film. Let's pick literally anybody else. Uh, do you mean an older guy, or is it like an even older guy? Or well, I mean just because we know like, that about Woody Allen, it, yeah, is, sure, you gotcha,
1: know, gotcha. Is, is like the sort of additional weight that's there. But I mean, truthfully, it's being said, you
2: know, somebody in their fifties and somebody in their
0: late twenties.
2: I mean, he's only in his forties here, though. Is he only in his forties? Yeah, he's only. Mid forties, yeah. He, okay, because well, he's just now in his fifties, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I had or, I had him older yeah, in my
0: mind as a character. I mean, I feel like we're Penny's twenty eight, right? Doesn't she say yeah. she's twenty eight? Yeah. Um, but Dodge never's as old, he is, so we just have to assume he's as old as Carell is. So yeah. mid forties. Yeah, I mean, it's not that. That's like, not bad. I mean, it,
1: drastic it, it's, it's a age twenty difference. year split. You know, yeah.
0: give or take, just under twenty
1: year split. Yeah,
2: I think it's also one of those things. It's 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 not a pursuant relationship, right? No, you know, I think that also kind of diminishes any kind of possible predatory or unease with that that you know if it is the Woody Allen example where yeah. he is actively pursuing the 15 yeah. year old. Um no it's it's a relationship
0: that develops organically. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah and I and I think again I i said it earlier, but I do think that the the age difference I think the age difference is essential. Right I, I think they have to be an unbelievable couple or an unlikely couple. Yeah. Um The problem, though, I still have is is this lack of chemistry. I don't know. Where are you guys at on this? Because I'm very mixed uh, as far as, like, how well they work together.
1: Well, I I think the romance works because it is sort of built out of mutual respect and general care for well-being. It's it's not just about sort of animalistic attraction or, uh, oh, I love that movie, too, kind of, you know, meet cute kind Mm. of things. Uh, the, it, it seems to me that they are people who have just genuinely cared for each other. That they are friends who become lovers, uh, yeah. I, I, and 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 that works. I think.
2: Yeah. I didn't. I don't feel a mismatch th- that bad. I think they they both. I think there's a, you know, it's not J Lo Clooney chemistry, yeah. Yeah. but I, I think that they're a good match and they play well off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's just a naturally endearing nature to both of them. Uh, that kind of helps that because even though he is something of a sad sack, he is still very I think likable as you know, Correll. Yeah, and, I think Dodge.
0: I, I, well, and that's what I dodge like seems like a very interior character, and I I guess Correll always reads as so affable to me. Like he he's so yeah. affable that they had to change the tone of the office. Like he just he doesn't work as, as mean as mean guy. Yeah. And I think Dodge, like for whatever reason, is supposed to come across a little bit more closed off. And it's not that Carell can't do that. I think he he gets some of that interiority of the character across, but he uh, he just reads as not enough of a sad sack. I don't know. He plays sad guys in dramedies all the time. Like that's been that was his bread and butter for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, and I think it is it's Carell here that's not working for me, and I can't quite put my finger on on the why of it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I couldn't tell you who I think it should be. I don't. I don't have like a backup casting in mind, right, 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 ready to go. Although Clooney, pretty good. I mean, yeah, Clooney's great with everybody. Different movie, though, though right? D- I different movie. Yeah, I got to pick. Some. Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, Paul. Okay, I, I'm not opposed to this idea. I'm just first, first thing that came <laughs> came out of the canon. I just thought somebody else who wasn't. I don't see
1: Keira Nightingly and Paul Giamatti. Nightly. Yeah, not. Yeah, her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's who I said. It's definitely
2: a mix match, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's definitely more of a mismatch with, with you need somebody who's
2: yeah, who is not conventionally still traditionally kind of con- handsome, and... kind of
0: conventionally attractive a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, because Carell is definitely a yeah. looker. Yeah,
2: like a Jason Bateman.
0: Yeah, Bateman's uh, too smart, too smarmy
2: Yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with Arnett our, our
0: Yeah, way too, way too smarmy I like that you're thinking. I think going that route, like of, an Ed
2: Helms. Helms kind of works. You kind of yeah. play, he pulls that up after. Although he's
0: kind of got the same Corral problem at, at a different energy. Yeah. But it's still, he's still got that kind of too affable thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to think of, of a guy, who, but again, like you needed a name, get this movie made. Yeah. Right. And that's such a huge component of it. So it has to be a name. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I kind of like that we're, we're fan casting this right now, that we don't usually play in this territory. No, we don't. But so that's kind of... Well, it's fun to do, though. Yeah. So yeah.
1: the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, cinema's... Im- you know, there's, there's the, a... The insistence on the couple? The, well, no, no, no. I was thinking about the reconciliation with the father. And oh. because there are two things that cinema considers to be impossible. Um, the downfall of capitalism, that the end of the world is more likely than that. And that the end of the world is more likely than relationship reconciliation. That almost always we find in these films uh, a a final sort of like, okay, we're going to speak about that which we haven't spoken about in decades and Mm. finally be reconciled. And uh, I I don't know what it is. I mean, there's this idea of unfinished business and you're going to take care of unfinished business because you're about to die or the world's about to end. So, I mean, I, I get that as a sort of... Ticking time clock, kind of deadliney, kind of goal, but uh, it, it's strange that we don't see uh, reconciliation. Just because you know what, I need to do this. It's something that needs to be. It's it's always something that is forced by circumstance.
0: Yeah, it's it's motivated by him wanting to get Penny on a plane, right? And cinema tends to do that a lot,
1: American cinema, cinema especially, that people don't reconcile just because, you know what, I've been thinking long and hard about this and I've been carrying this too long. and it's
0: mm-hmm. There's always a motivator.
1: There's always, again, this sort of, I need you to do something or you're, you know, you've got cancer. Well, is or, that because,
0: it's, I mean, we like for stories to be dramatically satisfying. I mean, we, we, because so we t- tend
2: to prefer revenge over forgiveness. We, we, for sure. Sure,
1: sure. Yeah, we will definitely serve that dish cold and wait when it's unexpected. Yeah. But which... we don't ever sort of just unexpectedly say, you know, it's a Tuesday and nothing's happening, but I just had a moment of realization, like, I've got to go say I'm sorry.
2: Yeah.
1: We just don't see that kind of thing occurring. Mm-mm. You know. And uh I, I don't know what that is, but it but it's all it's one of those things like capitalism. It is just it is an impossible thing to move unless there is a, a, a total sort of restructuring of all things in the planet and uh
0: i I, i'm troubled by that but just an observation i was making yeah i think i think it is driven by the impulse to make things dramatic truly i think it comes down to that i I think it's it's it is all about uh, and again specifically speaking to like the the way it's a problem in in mainstream american films is you know there's the three-act structure just looms so large right and i I think that has a, a lot to do with it
1: yeah I mean, because people obviously do offer grace or make amends yeah. all the time. Sure. This is for, for no reason other
0: than I now realize, and yeah, this is what I should do. And you get those moments in cinema sometimes, but, but there's usually a motivating factor. Yeah. yeah. They've gone through, two characters go through something together. Yeah. And that is what motivates the reconciliation, definitely. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a there there. I do like, th- that's the scene where I like Carell a lot. I like him in that scene with... Um, with a martin sheen yeah yeah Uh, i mean like i don't want to hear it well yeah the the don't don't talk about mom that way yeah like that's that's great i I think he he works really well in that scene um i think they're great together yeah yeah Sheen's great in his like three scenes yeah just money yeah he is good
2: but we need a closer yeah and he you're gonna call martin sheen
0: yeah absolutely He's a cleanup
1: hitter. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This is definitely the DH you want to come up.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: one of the things that comes up on the, 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 the wiki that Scafari has referenced is kind of this as a nine 11, her nine 11 movie.
0: Interesting.
2: Right. That, uh, let me see if I can see that little, little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, so it says, uh, she wanted to quote, tell the story of boy meets girl with a really ticking clock. Mm. Uh, prompted by recent events in her own life, including a, quote, a death in the family, a breakup, and a new relationship. Uh, she also took inspiration from her experience during the September 11 attacks, having recently moved to uh, from New York to L.A. Uh, oh, and the, couldn't fly the home. The attacks left her feeling stranded, and mm. so she ended up getting in contact with old friends. Uh, she found it interesting that this cataclysmic event would s- have such an effect on my own human behavior and relationships. Interesting. Yeah. So. I don't no, know there's, no, that's interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way, I mean the
0: way larger societal things like impact our, our lives at a micro level. Yeah. I mean, COVID's changed who we see, right? And how often we see them, uh, for yeah. lots of reasons, uh, you know, both societal and, and health and wellness and, uh, ideological. well, the ideological. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's, mm-hmm. it's a clean way to put it. Um, d- does this avoid the manic pixie dream girl, sad
2: sack pitfalls? I was thinking about that earlier as her as, because, I mean, I mean, I don't feel like she spurs him into new life, right? I, isn't that kind of a thing of... Yeah, it's got to an innervating she, kind of factor. Yeah, in, yeah, like change your behavior, change your... And he doesn't... I don't really feel like that's a component of the relationship. Yeah. No, he She decides, just kind of feels like a free... I don't even know if she's really a free spirit. She's just kind of flighty, smokes yeah. a lot of weed. Yeah. Yeah. What, flighty and... Uh, what's his, her dad what's said? Flaky and unreliable. Yeah, flaky and unreliable. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see Paco's worth of them 15 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great. She's great, man. She's, she's fun. An absolute movie star. Yeah. One of the greats. Yeah. We love her. Uh, should we render a verdict? I suppose we probably should. So what do you say, Arthur? Shelf or trash
1: for seeking a friend for the end of the world?
2: Um, I would say very light trashing. I, I, I don't think this is doing anything new or interesting, uh, but if you like uh, the rom-com, I think this would be a fun date night. Yeah. And I, I get a good kick out of it every time I watch it. Very good.
0: Very good. What do you say, Dalton? Uh, maybe I will run into this movie at an orgy or a support group, <laughs> but I don't think we're going to be spinning the end of the world together. Um, I do like this movie quite a bit. And I, I'm with Arthur. I think it's a high-tier rom-com. And it, it sucks, you know, that we don't get so many, like, mid-tier movies. Uh, I'm You know, uh, there's a bunch of movies that, coming out this summer that uh, – could have had interesting theatrical runs and are not getting them to uh, whether it's uh, not okay or um, pray. Um, both of those could have been interesting uh, entries into the, you know, the cinema plex. Uh, so it's, you know, it, it does make you wish for a time just a, sh- a mere 10 years ago where more movies were getting released, but uh, you know, it, it's still not shelfable. I, as much as I like things about it and as much as it makes me uh, like when there were more movies, um i am held at arm's distance from it unfortunately dustin what about you is it shelfable i'm d- no, it, it, no. It, it's a
1: trashing for me but not like a, not an aggressive trashing i think if it's yeah, we're stream- all just
0: saying we're not canonized.
1: streaming this. is where it belongs yeah uh, you shouldn't own it but if it's on watch it or if, if you're just trying to make up your mind and this seems to be the kind of thing that is within the venn diagram of the things you said are kind of funny kind of sweet kind of romantic you know something with stakes then it's that. It's got all that stuff. So, I mean, there's other movies that do, but if it's the one that happens to be uh, currently available on your streaming platform of choice, then uh, watch this one. I, you definitely could Do far worse. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I
0: like it a lot, but I wouldn't shelf it. I think that's where we're all at. Well, if you want to tell us what you think about this charming little film, you can do that at GoodTrashGenreCast at gmail.com. That's GoodTrashGenreCast, the name of the show you're listening to, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at GoodTrashMedia, where we post links to this show and other shows in our orbit, uh, friends of ours, uh, things like that. Uh, last but certainly not least, you can go to patreon.com forward slash GTM, help us keep the lights on and get, get some goodies for yourself. Uh, maybe you'll get a copy of Seeking a Friend for the End of the World on Blu-ray if two of your favorite actors are Steve Carell and Keira Knightley. Um. And even if they're not, <laughs> <that's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power. Uh, so if you want to subject yourself to the Arthurtron 9000's power, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash GTM, give us some money and we'll send you some movies. Um. That's it. That's how we do the social media corner, Arthur.
2: What are we talking about next week? Well, boys, uh, as we alluded to earlier, we've been doing it for ten years officially. Next and, month and doing it well. I some, think some so. some would say at least with longevity, if nothing else. Hey, that speaks for something. Loyalty <laughs> is worthwhile. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're we're gonna be doing some fun. Uh, some of the big titles we've talked about a lot, or have just uh, somehow been. Not able to be seen due to maybe not being available to stream. Uh, So we're going to do some big fun ones, I think. uh, uh, It's finally time to do. Uh, But we're going to bring things full circle. We started with John Carpenter. And next week, we got another John Carpenter on the list. Yeah, baby, the Master of Terror joins us again. And for the second week in a row, we have to try to figure out how to escape from New York. Oh my goodness Well what a theme You've connected Alright well That the- is an excellent connection and Snake a film.
0: Plissken for you all Can't friends. believe we haven't done On this show before
2: Wild isn't it we've, we've done a lot of Carpenter We've done a lot of Carpenter A lot we've of it was neck- horror But not as much I mean
0: we've done the thing Yeah But we did Prince of Darkness Mountains of Ma- Mouth of yeah. Madness Like we did some of the Off uh, the we, Beaten Path ones We've done
2: Big Trouble Big yeah. Trouble Little China Halloween Yeah
0: Sort of the heavy hitters there. Salt on the precinct at 13? I mean, that's our first episode, but we've never gone to New York with John. Not in this way. All
1: right. Well, there you go, dear listener. You keep watching. We'll keep talking, and we'll see you all next time.